Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. For SEN America, this is the SEN MLB Podcast. And that's it. The Kansas City Royals are 2015 World Series champions. Well, there it is, JC, the final out of the season. The World Series is over, done and dusted for another year. First and foremost, welcome to the show, mate. Good afternoon, Craig. How are you? Fantastic. Yourself? The Royals finally got up. The Mets couldn't get it done. A lot of problems as it all went away, went, went along. The uh, Mets made some absolute boner plays in the field, but those Kansas City Royals, they just did not go away, did they? They were relentless. Um, absolutely relentless, and, and congratulations to them. Uh, they were the best team all year. Yeah. Um, they, their pitching was excellent. Their hitting was clutch. Clutch um, is, is such, it's such an appropriate mm, word for what they did. Never you gave up. They, their the ability to runs... come back was just phenomenal. That, uh, in fact, unprecedented. I don't think I've ever seen a team, maybe the, the, uh, the San Francisco Giants over the last you know, few years have certainly played in that manner. Just never say die. Yep. Um, but certainly uh, the Kansas City Royals, absolute deserving winners. The amount of runs that they scored from, for example, seven, eight onwards, mm. unbelievable. Yes, it does come down to a few boner plays, I'll call them, by the Mets. Pressure. Pressure, exactly. That time they of year. exerted pressure. You yeah. know, the, the pitchers was really doing their job. We'll get to the pitching side of things a little more as we go along. But, you know, the Mets had their opportunities to be right in this World Series, but just weren't able to get it done in the end. And, and at we... <laughs> Look, I've always been taught that um, you've either got to be really good early or good late. And, yep. the, and the game pretty much starts from the sixth innings onwards. And they were just dynamic from the sixth innings all year long, really. I mean, uh, you know, with their unbelievable bullpen, uh, you know, they really got the job done after the sixth innings. If you give them a lead, um, pretty much they were in shutdown mode. Yep. Um, and they won a lot of games that way. But also uh, in games that they had to win, and they were behind, they just found a way. They just got base runners on. They'd get that clutch hit. They'd steal that base. You know, Lorenzo Cain was just phenomenal in that. Phenomenal, um, yeah. You know, getting on and, and, and getting over um, to second base in scoring Even position. It, was uh, just is phenomenal. it uh, Alcides Escobar? Escobar, the top, phenomenal. The top of the lineup. I mean, let, let's, let's go back to sort of where it all started. The first pitch of the entire World Series, Escobar hits into that left center alley, Cespedes gets across there, but a weird kind of backhanded attempt at a catch. I think he lost it. I think he lost it in the, you know, 
he, he didn't see it all the way. That wasn't the play of someone who, who tracked the ball all the way. I think uh, yeah, there was a stage where he, he lost it either in the crowd or the lights or something like that. Yeah, I think it was the glare off that fluoro stuff he's wearing on his arms. <laughs> Not a big fan of that, JC. I'll give you the tip. I've mate. got to admit, no. I, I love I love Cespedes, but uh, if it was orange, because that's their colours. It's, if it had it stuck with the same team colour, yeah, sure. I can deal with it a little sure, bit. Sure. But he's going lime green on one, bright orange on the other. He's late for the introductions out onto the ground and then boots the first ball of the, for the series. And he didn't have a great series, let's, let's be honest. He had a rough series, did Yunus uh, Cespedes. He did too. And uh, I, I think also too, we saw him foul a ball off into his knee. Yes. Now, to me, it looked like it was above the knee. But he went down, the, didn't he? The, he? He went down like he was shot. And, and look, we're only, I'm only supposing here, but yep. uh, I guess I am questioning whether it really did hit him in the knee. It looked in the fleshy part of the, at the yeah. quad, and he, he, he went down like he was shot by a sniper. Yep. Um, key at bat, if he drives the ball into the left center rally, does he leg out a double? Or well, if he pops up, he's got a, he's got a courageous out? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, one of those questionable ones. But uh, we'll go back to that game one. I'm just talking about there. Escobar um, led off that game with the home run. Absolute epic game. Ends up going 14 innings in the end. The Mets held the lead in that particular day, uh, in that particular game. And then a home run in the in the ninth innings. I think it was tied it all up. Phenomenal. Kept us going extras. And in the end, both staffs had to. Really dig deep in their in their bullpen. Uh, Bartolo Colon ended up taking the loss in that game, and the big uh, big man your size probably you'd have to look up to him. I think JC's. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks to be a six nine, six ten, big big Chris Young. He come out with that win with the uh, Kansas City Royals winning that game five to four. Both teams had eleven hits. Curtis Granison a home run. Escobar home run that legged out, and, and Alex Gordon the one in the ninth. Look. Full, um, look, you've got to really give uh, give the Royals their dues. Every single move that they made uh, really turned out for them. And uh, I, I just think every move, and, and the players make the moves, but correct. You know what yep. I mean? The coach or the manager can only put the player in the position, but then the player has to execute. And I just thought, you know, the, the Royals pitching were just sensational. They were just fantastic. They, you know, and, and by the way, um, the Royals weren't exempt from booting some plays. You know, sure. we, you yeah. know, we saw Hosmer boot a couple of key plays that you know gave the Mets the advantage. But uh, they were just they were just able to claw back at every single stage, didn't they? Yeah, so. and, and a lot of the a lot of the talk around the whole series was the Royals' ability to just put the ball in play mm. and put pressure, mm. put you know, just put it in play and see what might happen. Mm. Because as soon as you put the ball in play, of course, the opposition have to pick it up have to make a good throw to get you out. So full credit to, to the Royals for just that continual wanting to put the ball in play and see what happens. Uh, uh, an interesting side note to that game one, of course, was Volquez, who started the pitching for the Kansas City Royals. Of course, tragically, his father passed away prior to the start of the game. A big life... A big life change, isn't it? Like, it's a big life event, isn't it? Your father passing away? Absolutely. And it's, it was really interesting the way it was all handled. And after that particular game, I, I run still around. pitched. I run around with, with friends and just do a my own little spot survey on, would you, would you like you just said, it's, it's a big event. You only get one of them. You get one mother, you get one father. Should 
they have told Volquez prior to the game. The reports, we don't exactly know what all the communication that did go on, but the, the reports that we did get was that he wasn't informed. His, his uh, wife and family asked him not to be told prior to the start of the game because it was such a big moment for him pitching this game, one of the World Series. So begs the question, do you would you prefer if you're pitching game one of a World Series? Do you? It's a it's a tough one to put yourself in that position. But would you rather be told, or would you rather not be told and maybe find out later on? That's a that's a conundrum, isn't it? Because everyone's different. But if ever you were going to miss a game, if ever you were going to have a legitimate reason to miss a game, you would say that the passing of one of your parents would be one of those legitimate reasons, I, I would have thought. Again, yeah, it's a and, re- uh, and, and I think, see, I didn't hear it like that, by the way. I, I understood that he actually knew. He actually did knew, and he was pitching with a heavy heart. Yeah, right. So um, there's there's always mixed reports. Yeah, because and and because it was all over the the telecast as well. You know, like the the telecast, there were signs in the field. I, I think he actually did. He actually did know. Yeah. Uh, but what I thought was um, uh, was just so classy was that he did go out and pitch. And I, I have the belief that he did know. Yeah. Because all the crowd knows. And if, I mean, <laughs> you know, these days with uh, social, social media, media. And, Look and at Wilma. Like yeah. Wilma out there crying. Right. <laughs> so these things spread like wildfire. I, I find it hard to believe that he was ignorant of his father's passing. Yeah. And, but if he, if he did know and he did choose to pitch, it's such a class act or I, I think a real commitment to his team and, and to – and to what he was about, and probably on a personal note, that this is probably something that he's worked for. And we know that Volquez has had like a fifteen-plus year career. Yeah, he's bounced around. He's been a bit of a journeyman, um, and now he's at the pinnacle of the sport, mm-hmm. uh, playing in the absolute ultimate. And they're, you know, they're, they're a good chance of winning it. Yeah, um, I just think it was a super, super effort and a great story. Yeah, um, and and look, I think. Even though it's different, and I think I'd like to take this moment now, you know, to if any uh, listeners of our podcast were offended by uh, a comment that I made a few weeks back about CC Sabathia choosing to go into alcohol rehab, uh, I sincerely apologize for that unreservedly um, about making those comments. Um, I made those comments based on my understanding as a professional athlete myself yep. uh, and what's expected of in, in that realm that don't always translate into uh, everyday life, you know, for everybody else. But unreservedly, I apologise for those comments. If anyone was offended by that, I know, understand and really do appreciate how much uh, alcoholism is a is a problem in society and it, it is a very dire health circumstance. So I'd uh, just like to get that out of the way too. But isn't it interesting? Big life event, big life challenge. Sure. You know, one chooses to play. Yeah. One chooses to make a choice where he removes himself from the equation. Yeah. You know, I just found that interesting. It's interesting all the way because there's so we're all different. Everybody's got their different take on things. Sure. You know the. The, the somebody raised an issue with me when doing my little survey regard Volquez is the first question they asked me was what sort of relationship did he have with yeah, his father? You know, it, it's so interesting because so many people are estranged from their parents these days. What and would you have done personally? Game, yeah, game one of the World Series, playing third base, Fritter hitting in the five or six hole. Now we, we right at the start, I said. The reports that I heard, he didn't know. The reports you said he did know. Which one are you throwing at me? You I, did know. I did know. Yep. I would still pitch. I'll play third base. 
I'll play third base. <laughs> yeah. No, interesting because you, you, your father, your relationship with your father, you'd know that he'd want you to play, wouldn't want you to miss it. I'm Come not sure. I haven't, <laughs> seen, I haven't seen him since I was ten, so it wouldn't matter either way, mate. <laughs> it's, no, it's, no, <laughs> it's no, it's no, it's no, no biggie. <laughs> I apologise for that. <laughs> no, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. That's beautiful. Oh, I'm sorry. I've never seen you go so pink. Look at that. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, but no. But it was interesting, as I say. What we don't know is that relationship there. But well, every- I know unequivocally for me, my yeah. dad would definitely want me to play. Yeah. So you Regardless, know, I mean, my dad definitely would want me. He, to play. he would have understood the amount of work oh. that you put in to he get was part to of your it. particular and it, and driving you to to junior games and the like. He and, was part of it. Yeah. yeah. So really um, amazing stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we'll uh, move to game two now, of course, and this was Johnny Quato at his best. Lights out. Quato v. DeGrom, and uh, reports coming into it, of course. These are two of the best going around. This is going to be some sort of matchup. As it turned out in the end, uh, Johnny Quato, a complete game, uh, one run, two hitter, phenomenal performance. Unbelievable. And uh, he was pretty much the story of that game, wasn't he? Uh, struggling coming in. Yeah, but is it's so fascinating. That's why you've got a, that's why you get to give your champions a chance to redeem themselves. And yeah, you know, every loss that they take, they're going to be closer to the next win. Sure. And sure. Uh, I, I just thought that was a wonderful, uh, wonderful um, belief and confidence to have in your, you know, in your star starter. And uh, Johnny Cueto really came through, and um, full credit to him. And yeah. did you notice that he he changed? And he was mixing up the the amount that he sort of turns his back in his delivery. Is it a is it a Dominican kind of way? Is he? I'm I, not I sure. think is it's he all Dominican about. Of, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, look, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's uh, South, South American sort of style to just sort Latino. Of st- look, start uh, mixing it up a little, you know. Yeah, and and I, I think uh, deception in delivery is is one of the things that probably isn't toyed with enough with conventional. You know, pitches from, Absolutely. from from other countries. So, there are guys that are robotic for nine right, innings, right? Right, right. And I but think change that eye level, change yeah, it. sure. Yeah. And I, I think Quato, he's um, you know, like he'll when you're expecting him to turn, he like slide steps. Yeah, right. And right. And, and like he'll be on you quicker. Uh, he'll quick pitch you. He'll take you. Know, he'll mix the times between his pitches. Um, just trying to unsettle. Oh, I think he's a genius myself. I, yeah. I think he's a a real artist yeah. as as a pitcher, and I think. You know he's got um, he's got that running fastball that you know the sinking fastball he's got the four seamer, you know the breaking ball the change up, yeah you know, and mixing his deliveries uh, his arm slot, um, you know he'll turn his back on you in delivery and yeah uh, he'll slide step it and I, I just think that's it's mixing at, everybody yeah, keep, and, getting them, keeping them off balance and and you know th- this is the thing. He was complaining that he felt in the previous series, in the league championship series, he was complaining that, uh, you know, the, the Blue Jays were uh, stealing signs. Yeah, and that's right. Is it ethical and, and all that? And, and Spearsy argued that whatever you can take, you should take. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with that, but he's made the adjustment. You know, so if he was tipping his pitches or, or they were stealing signs, what they did was they were able to mix it up and, and put them in that area of doubt again. So yeah, yeah, terrific wonderful game, wonderfully pitched game too. Yeah, great and pitching job. On the other hand, as well, um, Degrom showing signs of fatigue. Yep. You know, he hasn't been as sharp uh, later in the season. Do you think like, it was that break? Remember we talked about it the other week about the the Mets went in on a five day break, the longest break they would have had in seven months. 
leading in, and we talked it would be freshening up arms. But the, in this particular case, he did look a little fatigued. I, I think it probably hurt the hitters more. Uh, I, I can't speak. I really don't know. Uh, you would have thought if fatigue was part of it, then the rest would have freshened him up. Yeah, sure. I think it certainly cooled Murphy down. Yep. You know, that four-day Absolutely. Day. I, yeah. I think, you know, coming off such a roll... Uh, I certainly, you know, and, and the way that the way that the Royals pitched Murphy, they I gave him nothing. I was just going to say that hit, one. They attacked him beautifully. Hit. Their scouting yeah. reports and the way they yeah. focused on Murphy. Well, they gave that him series. nothing to hit. They pitched him tough all yeah. the way through, and and gave, and everything was at the body running away. Yeah. Um. And and you know, I thought they pitched him really well. He's. I mean. He didn't get that many hits, but he was having good at-bats, yep. you know, deep at-bats, but yep. uh, certainly wasn't able to get these arms extended because um, what his benefit was was anything away, he was punching for a line drive yep. into the left field alley and anything up and in, he was just pulling for a home run. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, and, um, and couldn't pick up a grand ball my sister could have picked up. We'll move to game three. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, Royals out hit the Mets in that game, 10-2. to two. Uh, yeah, terrific. Uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to Johnny Cueto. Better than the rest Absolutely. in that particular game. No doubt. Game three, the Mets finally came to play. And uh, we thought series on from here. Syndergaard. Mets come out with a 9-3 to win uh, in New York. Of course, the Mets come out with 12 hits against the Royals, 7. And Syndergaard, as you mentioned, come out with a win with a 4.5 ERA against Ventura, who took the loss. 13 and a half. Now, this incident that happened at the start of the game, did you see that first pitch? Uh, refresh oh. me, refresh okay. me. A lot of baseball. Very, very, and, and this is probably underlined the reason why I don't really like the Royals very much. Right. Okay, okay. This, yes, this, is, this is the whole reason why. Yep. Okay. Yep. First pitch of the game, Syndergaard up and in uh, to Escobar. Yep. We know that Escobar's a free swinger, likes to swing at that first pitch, first uh-huh. pitch fastball. Uh-huh. He's zinged one, he's buzzed the tower. Buzzed the tower, yeah. He's, it's, yeah and it's 100 miles an hour too, yeah. whizzing past his head. Yeah. Made him, sat him down. Yep. In my opinion, it wasn't really a dangerous pitch because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't in danger of hitting him in the head, but it brushed him back certainly and he hit the deck pretty hard. Uh-huh. Well, didn't the Royals crack it? Right. Oh, they right. cracked it. And, you know... Uh, it's dangerous and, you know, how dare they do all this kind of thing. And, you know, saw interviews with Hosmer and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. everyone just cracking it. Yeah. Now, we hark back. They threw at Donaldson yep. multiple times. Yeah. Threw behind him. Yeah. Threw at him. Plucked him twice. They threw uh, in a previous series um, to uh, Brett Laurie of yep. the Oakland A's. They threw at him and behind his head. Yep. Were they actually at that game as well? I'm not sure. Oh, I'm sure they were. They don't, they don't I'm want I'm sure it. they were. And you know what? None of the other teams, you know, Brett Laurie said, well, if that's the way they want to play, and they, he, you know, he didn't antagonize anything, and, mm. you know, mm. but, uh, you know, they've got to clean up their own backyard before they go dumping in other people. So that, that's Absolutely. one of the reasons. You look, I just thought, lack of class, Royals, just shut up and take your medicine. It's been part <laughs> of the game forever. Yeah. Didn't hit him. Yeah. It rattled your cage. That's what they wanted. That's what it's for. And he's going to—he's got to pitch inside. If if he doesn't pitch inside, then 
he can't establish that part of the plate, then you know the the hitters are leaning out over the plate. Then they get the outside of the plate. Outside of the plate, the pitcher's got nowhere to pitch. So yeah, yeah. shut up, take your medicine, and they lost. So ha ha. <laughs> you only get to say that once in this series, though, baby. <laughs> now, now I've got to say though, I mean, I, I thought Grandison was uh, was phenomenal. In I was just going to say, Curtis Grandison come up. Yeah. Uh, two home runs. Uh, sorry, his second home run for the series, and and the captain David Wright come up with a home run. I think he drove in four for that particular game. So Conforto the, hit two bombs too. The leaders in that game really, really stood up. Um, and, Conforto uh, two bombs in the same game. That's yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it was super, super effort there. Uh, and uh, look, I, I think it was that uh, that dominant pitching uh, and, and establishing just dominance right from the start yeah. uh, from Syndergaard. He's been great. Yeah. Let's see. I no, thought, thought there was more to go. Oh, I was, I was going to say, and he said, hey, listen, yeah, that was definitely a strategy in the interview after the game. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard said, absolutely, we were throwing inside to yep. establish that. Uh-huh. And if they've got a problem with it, they can meet me at 60 feet, 6 inches at any time. <laughs> nice. So you basically give the... Yeah, bring it. It's uh, Bruce Lee. Absolutely. Bruce Lee. Come here. Come here. Um, we're going to go to a break, JC. So okay. Cool your jets for a second. Wow, that's three games through this World Series. Got a couple to go. Stick with us. You're on SEN's MLB podcast. Celex Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enables projects of any size to be coated either on-site or in our well-equipped Bayside facility. Celex Recoding Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoding Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoding Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at selixrecodingservice.com.au or call 9788-4000. And welcome back to SEN's MLB podcast. JC, we've gone through the first three. Now we're up to game four. Of course, this is still in New York. Uh, Kansas City Royals again come out with a win here, five to three over the Mets, with Ryan Madsen taking the win. Tyler Clippard, who did an, uh, quite a bit of work for the Mets in relief, he ended up taking the loss in this one, and and uh, Wade Davis, of course, the closer for the Kansas like City that, Royals, coming. He's been good for a long time. Oh, he's terrific. Geez, he's got some stuff. He throws hard, and that and really ball. sharp breaking yeah, ball. Yeah, 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 yeah amazing. Hard, hard slider breaking curveball, whatever it is, it's disgusting to try and hit. Yeah, it Just would go be... Just straight down, doesn't it? Would be really tough to hit, of course, in the hits category. Royals come out with nine. Mets come out with six in that game. And just to a slight correction, I don't... I apologise for this, but uh, Conforto hit two in this yeah, particular game. Not in the uh, the game three. We're just a little mix-up there. But he hit two in this uh, particular game. And a terrific uh, performance... Um, Conforto trying to keep his team in it, but uh, again, Kansas City come home late and end up winning this game because scored three runs in the eighth. Yep, once again, uh, just uh, too too dominant. I mean, it, was this Daniel know, Murphy pick it up? Couldn't pick up the one my sister could have fielded. That was that game. Yeah, yeah. He, he's made a couple of key errors. Yeah, actually, and and funny part <laughs> in in New York, a bar actually changed its name. 
to Daniel Murphy's that <laughs> that day, but that night they changed it back again. They, they wanted no part of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not good form. It's harsh. It's harsh, but it's real. That's the way these New Yorkers roll, mate. They they love their team when they're when winning. They're up, and, yep. And no, that's then, normal. Yeah, it is. That's but uh, that, of course, made it a three to one series lead to the Kansas City Royals, and uh, really put them in the box seat to to go all the way. The Mets had their opportunities in that next game, of course, game five. But boy, when you you press the self-destruct button, it really happened in that game five with the Mets making some crucial, crucial mistakes. Yeah, look, um, I I saw most of that game and uh, from from about the third innings and... uh, what I really loved about that game, or what I was really enjoying, was how uh, uh, Matt Harvey was, you know, really dropped into his groove and uh, he yeah. was rolling and yeah. uh, really, uh, really gained momentum for his team there. But the offense for the Mets just couldn't get that run support for him. Um, yeah. You know, two runs was never going to be enough. Yep. Um, and I just thought if they could get another one or two runs, you know, just to pat out the leader. Another two runs, you know, I think that could have made the difference where he could have come out for the ninth. Yeah. Uh, and and it, give him that it, first at-bat. It raises the question, put your manager's hat on for a moment, do you allow a pitcher, Matt Harvey, essentially Terry Collins, they had a conversation. Do you think Terry Collins did the right thing essentially by allowing Matt Harvey to talk him into going out to pitch the ninth? Unequivocally, no. Um, you know, and I've got a quote here. And, and this is the thing. After the game, like, they'd talked about it the day before. They'd yeah. strategized. Yeah. They said anything after the sixth. If Harvey can get us into the sixth, then we're turning it over to the pen. Yep. Okay, and so... And Harvey was rolling. Like, he was he was into the, you know, he was into the seventh innings with only about 70 pitches. Yeah, you sure. Know? And so, you know, he's well under his pitch count. So, and, and he was rolling. He was, you know, he was getting outs and he was mowing them down. Mm. Nine strikeouts. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was pitching really well and, and strong and, and, and keeping them out of the game. Every, every time he got past the sixth or anything after the sixth was bonus time. Yeah. Uh, and and they the Mets found themselves exactly where they wanted to be, exactly yeah. where they wanted to be with a two run lead going into the ninth, three outs for the win. Yeah, and they have their you know their world class closer in Juris Familia. Familia, yeah. You know, yes, he had blown a couple of saves, but you know we talked about it. Your champions, you got to you know with Johnny Cueto, you got to give faith in your champions, and sure. you know that was the position he still the position they wanted to be in. And it was just bonus time. Like it was just absolutely couldn't have asked for more. Yeah. Uh, out of out of Matt Harvey, but his job was done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and they'd spoken about it. They'd strategized around it, and that was what the move that they was going to make was to remove Harvey once he's done his job and got us to the pen. That was all they needed him to do, and he did it. Plus, yeah, he did it plus. And then I'm just reading a quote here sure. from uh, from TC after the game. Sometimes you let your heart dictate your mind. You know, I've got one of the best closers in the game, in familiar. Yep. I got him in the game, but it was a little too late, and that's inexcusable. Yeah, I, I'm. 
that was TC himself. Yeah. And, and that's the way I read it. You know, I, I think he got suckered into it. You know, the crowd were chanting Harvey's name. Harvey, which you're going to expect that. You're going to expect the starter, you know, and you want that from your starter. You want sure. him to, you know, you want him to want the ball. That's what makes him good. Yes. Yes. Um, I agree. But, uh, you know, he, he, he did let his, he, he let the, the moment, the emotion, yeah. everything get swept up. And uh, I, I think they were two or three runs shy yeah. of allowing that to happen. Right. So if it's a five nothing lead, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, because no problems. Th- th- see, this is the thing. This is the reason why they call it a save. Yeah, in a, a save situation is what three runs. Yeah, or three innings. Yeah. So what that means is is that the opposition are going to bring up the potential tying and winning runs in your outing. Yep. And so that's what makes it a save. You've saved the game because there's been enough batters to the plate. Yep. For them to score. Yep. Okay, and you've shut them down, and that's what a save is. Yeah, of course. Effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they had that save opportunity there, and, and they were in a save situation. Now, if there's, fi- if there's five runs, you've got a five-run lead. Buffer, yeah. And they're going to send up three runners, uh, th- three batters for that inning. Yep. Okay, that's the, you know, the minimum they can send up. That's not a save situation, so why not let Harvey go? Yeah, yeah. Do you think on? Uh, do you think as it panned out? Do you think Terry Collins' job's in jeopardy now? Look, it was a that's, I'm, a, I'm that's not, a rookie mistake. Hey, I'm not no saying mistake. just on that one call. I'm not not blaming that one particular call, but just the way this series they were terrific during the year and terrific to get to that point. But the to me, I think the Mets were disappointing in that World Series. Definitely not. I don't think his job's no. I definitely don't think his job's on the line. I think he's done a terrific job with uh, with the team. And and look, I think this year if the Mets were if the Mets front office and the fans were honest with themselves, yeah, that this year was one that presented itself out of nothing. They weren't expecting to go as good. And and if we have a look, the Washington Nationals were ahead at one stage, eight to ten games ahead, yeah, uh, in the uh, in the National League East. So they were cruising. Yep. Right. And then some things happened internally for and they started to implode the Nationals and the Mets started to win games and and from that from that trade period when they got Cespedes they really took off from there, yep. right? So I think Terry Collins has done a great job to get them to, as far as they got. Yeah. Did he handle the the situation as as well as he could? Well, I I think, you know, the players made some key mistakes. <laughs> sure, oh, absolutely. and not only that. Let's not let's give credit to the Royals. They were phenomenal. Yeah, and Ned Yost. Uh, I've never been a fan of Ned Yost, but I think it, hats off to him. I, I, he the previous uh, the previous year, last year, he nearly managed the Royals out of the playoffs. Yeah, right. You know, with some horrible decisions. Might have learnt by correct. Yeah, absolutely. Learn his man management. Yeah, absolutely. And and they got the results. So absolutely. let's not discount yeah. the Royals. They were fantastic. So. Sure. You know, you've got to measure that up against, you know, what TC did and some of his mistakes. I think the most glaring mistake was just that one. Yep. Now, who's to say? I, I think the Royals would have gone on and won it yep. anyway, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll never know. Sliding but, doors, isn't it? Yeah, correct. And doors, yeah. I, I think it was definitely one of those games that they had there for the for the taking, and it was definitely a managerial mistake. Yep. Um, and it was a rookie mistake made by some you know, 66-year-old manager, yeah. you know, like... Will, he'll never make that mistake again, and I think it would. Be, you know, he's gathered the troops. I think, uh, you know, 
I think he's the right guy to lead him forward. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, what about I, yourself? What, what do you think? I, I, I personally, I think his job's in jeopardy. Really? I, I do. I just think the way that um, Ooh, the, cut th- the cutthroat business that has become Major League Baseball, I'm, I'm a victim of my environment, mate. That's <laughs> Major League Baseball is cutthroat. I've become cutthroat. You watch, I'm telling Clubby, be careful, mate. Stay on your best behaviour. Okay, well, you could have said the same thing about Ned Yost last year. And they stuck with him. If we he were doing a radio listen. show, a podcast, I would have said the same thing back then. But we weren't. We are now. Right. I, okay. I just think that the sometimes the heartlessness and the cutthroat business that Major League Baseball is, there might be a somebody in the front office, an owner, somebody that helps make it, who might be really, really upset with this baseball operations side of it because of what you talked about. We had a plan going into this game and you ignored it. It's heartless and cutthroat, but that's the business. Well, that would be the equivalent, I think, to make an emotional decision. I think they should don't make any decision. Have some six weeks break. Let everything cool down. If they're smart, they'll do that. Yeah, don't make any knee-jerk reactions there because I think TC, he did a great job. I think he did a great job. If they weigh up the whole season, yeah, and and they've got to they've got to realise that they were they were gearing up, they were gearing, they're stockpiling their pitching, all their young guns in their pitching. You know, Syndergaard, Mats, um, Degrom, and yep. uh, uh, Harvey. Yeah, you know all these guys, and they've got another guy just coming back from Tommy John's. Uh, so Wheeler. Yep. You know, so they've got all this all this pitching. It was all geared to next year. Yep. And this was one that they nearly pinched. Yeah, so so they've got to put that in perspective too. I don't yeah. I don't think they can be too upset. Yeah, I, look, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I, time will tell. I hope they go away and breathe, <laughs> think about it. He's probably made a thousand great decisions over the season that have helped them win games and get to this situation. Hopefully, that one bad one won't cost him, and hopefully, he'll learn from that one bad one, when the nice guy Harvey comes and says, no, no, I'm going out again, he does what he's supposed to do and say, no, sit down. And and let's put this again, let's contrast it against what they did to the Cubs. So they never won a game against the Cubs, Cubs the Cubs. They yep. never won a game. The Mets never won during a game the regular season, during the yeah. regular season versus yeah. the Cubs and they come out and just smashed them. They never let them up for air. Yeah. And the Royals kind of did the same to them. All right? And I think when you contrasted against what they did to the Cubs hmm. and you ask the management, I think they would have signed him for another 10 years. Probably. So, yeah, probably. you know, let's not, you know, let's not get too hasty and, you know, emotional and knee-jerk and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I did uh, mention on last week's show just regards to the terrific job that Salvador Perez was doing as the catcher for the Kansas City yeah. Royals. Boy, did he have some sort of series and, of course, capping it by coming away with the MVP in the uh, 2015 World Series. No argument. And I think when you've got a you know, a Latino-centric pitching, uh, Roster, pitching rotation, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I think it's really important to have someone that speaks the language and is able to get in the mindset and yeah. uh, really get in sync with, the, with his staff. Yeah. I think he certainly did that. We saw uh, in the game yesterday, in the decisive game... Um, uh, Volquez got upset about a, a you know a pitch being called a ball. Yeah, um, it was a you know it was a running fastball tailing in, and you know what it was a ball. The umpire made the perfect right call. Yeah, um, but he was all upset about it, and he was yelling and screaming at the umpire. But before he could sort of 
get into the umpire. Perez was already out there blocking him. Yeah, right. Blocking the umpire's view of what was going on. Calming the situation. Calmed him down. Yeah. You know, calmed him down. And I think that kind of handling of, uh, you know, of your staff and being able to diffuse those kind of moments and get him back on track, got him to finish the inning, and then they handed it over to the pen, and then, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history, But he he had some great at-bats, too. He's always a dangerous dangerous at-bat. He hits so many balls on the nose, just sort of straight at guys. With two strikes as well. Like, Like, it's no... He's got this carefree, free-swinging sort of mindset that with two strikes, he's still... And, and you're right, he squares the ball up yeah. like so often. Like Even yesterday we saw with two strikes, he's just pulling balls foul that could easily be a double or a home run. Yeah. Um, he's just a tough out, and he hits in the 6-7 you know, hole. Yeah. You know, so he's a real dangerous hitter down that low. Yeah, to you know, and not a normal speed, of course, being a catcher, but the amount of balls, using that comment, squared the ball, hit the ball on Out of the, the money. Yep. And but but for me the number one priority is handling that pitching staff the rotation yeah. and he and he did that with a plum and, and the runners well, out too well deserved Strong arm. with uh, Salvador Perez winning MVP in that World Series yeah and and look I think uh, he really shut the running game I think Grandison uh, you know stole a couple of bases but. <laughs> You know, he really did shut the running game down of yeah. the Mets, and he's just, you know, he's an all-round. Uh, he's certainly developed from what he was last year. Yep. I thought he was a little over-emotional last year, but I think he's really got his, he's really matured. He's become, you know, the on-field leader, yep. if you like, the real captain of the defense there. Yep. Um, really impressive. Yeah, terrific performance. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, JC, we're going to wrap it up right here, short show this week, it's going to be a World Series special. We'll put it down under that. What do you want to talk about? What else but, you got? Oh, the MVP. That's yeah. what we just talked about. Salvador no, I, Perez. Oh, I thought we meant for the whole of the season. But no, okay. We've got that covered. Oh, you want to do... Cy Youngs and things like that? Do you want to have a look at them? Why not? Why not? We've got some time up our sleeves. We've got, um, of course, the, the awards did start about a week ago. They drag them out for about a month. Sure. They really sure. do... Drag for a long time. Why don't we make some predictions, Frida? We'll make some predictions. I'll just get rid of the couple that are already happened. And uh, the reliever of the year has been announced already. Mike McLennan from uh, from the Pirates. He won the Trevor Hoffman. Melanson. You say Cologne. <laughs> you say Cologne. <laughs> other people say other. <laughs> okay. No problem. Sorry, mate. <laughs> and then uh, Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller. Miller. <laughs> Andrew Miller. <laughs> You've thrown me now. Sorry, mate. From the Andrew Miller from the Yankees. He won the Mariano Rivera to relievers of the year. Uh, I think the next ones to come out will probably be the rookies. Right. Rookie of the year. I think that's where it starts from there. And then, of course... Who do you they, like in the National League? In the National League for MVP, you're talking about? Well, rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Um... Chris Bryant for me, I mean. Oh, look, uh, hands down. I think uh, give it to him now. I'm not sure there'd be anybody else in the running, would he? Would he come few, up with about 25 home runs yeah, around Con- that? Conforto was good, uh, but, but I mean, you know, from from start to finish, I think. Uh, I think Bryant's probably going to be the one for that. And what I like, and what what I really appreciate was that uh, there was a whole bunch of controversy about will he make the starting roster and all this kind of thing because he'd absolutely dominate. I mean, he proved that he was of the class. Yep. Uh, in spring training, and he hit the you know the most home runs in the spring training games. I think he was putting them out like the one a game. Yep, yep. You know he was just too much for that the pitching at that stage of the year, and uh, probably earned his spot. 
you know, to, to be there. And, and the, you know, the Cubs front office made the decision to put him down for two weeks so that uh, they make use of the loophole uh, that they get to control him for an extra two years. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was a great move and people were jumping up and down saying, what if it costs the Cubs a, a spot in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, as we saw, it, it made no difference. No difference. Yeah. Uh, and when he came back in, he fit straight in. Yeah. He did go through a down patch there through the middle of the year, but worked hard with the hitting coaches uh, and he was dominant all the way through. And I, I think he's a worthy winner. I, and I think we'll find he'll, he'll win it hands down. Your tip on the American League rookie. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Well, I'm getting in before you ask me because uh, <laughs> I've got no clue. <laughs> uh, who are the rookies in... Uh, uh, all right, hang on. Well, let's go to the MVP first. We'll, we'll come back to that we'll, one. MVPs. We're just going to fly through these because we're, we're coming towards yep. the end of the show. Okay. So um, your, your take on maybe the, let's go to the American League MVP first up. Who do you think might be a chance there? Look, first of all, some honourable mentions. I think uh, Nelly Cruz. Honourable mentions. <laughs> Yeah, honourable mentions. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, I think Nelly Cruz had a great year, forty plus home runs. Can I mention Miguel Cabrera? You're going to shout yeah. me down again. No, no, no. You can't. No, you can. I just don't reckon. I just don't believe that. I mean, having six weeks out of the season with some of these other guys yeah, contending. Absolutely. I understand. Sure, you can mention him. And yeah. is he valuable to his team? Absolutely. I yeah. think because he wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers actually dumped players that they wouldn't have if he had been in there. You know, they dumped Cespedes and, and David Price yep. uh, out of their team, and that virtually cut the hole out of their season. So Absolutely, if yeah. Mickey had still been playing through that, there's no doubt. Uh, I think Victor, you know, Victor Martinez has a better year. Yeah. Uh, Mickey takes the pressure off him when he's clearly playing hurt. Yep. Another honourable mention, J.D. Martinez. He had a wonderful year hitting yep. 40 bombs. I mean, right. that was just, you know, that was just a fantastic Terrific. year. He, he hit really well and consistent. Then you've got uh, Lorenzo Cain for KC, and we spoke about that with uh, our correspondent Alex uh, Cohen. Alex Cohen, uh, yeah. and and he said that you know one of the reasons probably why Lorenzo Cain doesn't get the props that he deserves is he's playing in a small market. If he yeah. was playing in Los Angeles or New York, he'd probably be in the contention for for that. But Lorenzo Cain had a great year. Yep. But I think uh, it'd really and Mark Teixeira, if he doesn't get hurt. He was arguably the glue for the Yankees too and part of their resurgence as well, him and Alex Rodriguez. But yep. certainly, Mark Teixeira was on target to hit 60 home runs. Yeah, right. So, and Great he was, year. And he was tearing it up. And yep. he made an adjustment in his diet and you know all that kind of thing. His physical conditioning, he was in the best shape of his life and it reflected in his performance. Yep. But I think uh, it really will come down to either Trout or Donaldson. And for my vote, it would be uh, Donaldson. Yep. Just because that he... Uh, negotiated his team into the playoffs and you know 40 home runs um, you know over 300 average uh, you know 100 RBIs plus yeah Yeah. it was just it was just a wonderful year I'm going to be boring we're giving it to Trout again for my vote (laughs) the guy's the guy's some sort of player NL National League okay Uh, hands down got to be Harper doesn't it Bryce Harper no argument there but I mean then you've got Buster Posey had a great year Goldsmith from uh, Goldsmith Schmidt Schmidt from Arizona had a great year. Uh, do you know who had a great year? Crawford, shortstop for the uh, San Francisco I you Giants. Say Shane Crawford. <laughs> He's playing baseball now. God. Brandon Crawford uh, had a great year. Andrew Nolan McCutcheon. Arenado. Andrew McCutcheon had a great year as well. But yep. I think you're right. I think uh, Bryce Harper was. Bryce uh, Harper's probably the win there. Yep. And we're just going to do this last one real quick. We're looking at Cy Youngs. Ah, this good. to me is an interesting one. Who do you like? I, I'm I'm going Zach Grinky over Jake Arrieta. I think Jake Arrieta. What about Clayton Kershaw? 
So he's just not in that argument because these other two guys were so good. But I they think were, Arietta in the second half of the year was really phenomenal. But I think Zach Grinke for an overall season, I think he was, was really something. Uh, so Cy Young there to Zach Grinke. Do you know what? I, I agree with you. I, I, either of Arietta and... Uh, uh, I mean, even Scherzer had a great year too. Yeah. I mean, Scherzer was dominant there for a, he had an eight-game stretch there where he was unbeatable through two no-hitters. Yep, that's right. Um, which was phenomenal. Last one of the year, coach got sacked. Look at it all fall <laughs> apart. <laughs> but he two no-hitters in one season, phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I thought, um, but what I liked about Zach Grinke's year was that he hit high 200s. As a hitter. As a hitter, yeah. A couple of bo- how many home runs he hit? I think uh, uh, I think he hit like maybe five or six home runs. Yep, yep. He had a wonderful year with the bat. So uh, I, th- I think either of uh, Arietta. Also, uh, Garrett Cole had a great year for the Pirates as yep. well. So any one of those guys, I, I think, um, you know, probably would have been fair winners. Yep. Well, that's all we got, JC. We're done now. Uh, we didn't quite get through all the awards because there is just so many of them. But we are done for now. Uh, we're going to take a break for a couple of weeks and uh, just clear our heads and, and move on. So, But uh, make sure you stick with the show. Keep an ear out for when we're back on air. You can go to uh, SCN America to uh, listen to all these podcasts that you may or may not have missed but uh, yes, JC, just before we go. Yeah, just before we go, just like to quick shout out uh, one of my best friends from uh, from high school, one of my best ever friends. He's like my brother. I had a severe uh, accident on his bike uh, the other day, neck injury, and he's in the uh, Royal Talbot Rehabilitation Hospital uh, rehabbing. And I was just down to see him today, and you know he's making great strides in his recovery. So love you, Scotty. Uh, if you're listening, God bless. Speedy recovery, mate. See you soon. All the best to Scotty. Hopefully that'll uh, clear up quickly. So, But as I say, make sure you keep an ear out for when we're back on air. We're off for a couple of weeks now, but this is SEN's MLB podcast. Thanks for listening to the SEN MLB podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.